Ahoy, ahoy, mighties. Welcome to the Nomads of Fantasy, episode 62. I am Dave, your here's to swimming with bow-legged women, captain of the nomads this week. I am here with Brandon. You yell barracuda, everybody says, huh? What? You yell shark. We've got a panic on our hands on the 4th of July. Whoa. Said Mayor Quimby. And I'm also here with Eric. You're going to need a bigger boat. Yeah. Thought Standard. I'd go classic. Yeah, that's it. And that was, I mean, when, when you see that first pop out of the water, like, yeah, that's the first thing that pops into your head is, holy shit, we're in some trouble. But. Well, apparently that line was ad-libbed, like one of the most iconic lines in oh, really? history. And it was ad-libbed, Ooh. yeah, by Roy Scheider there. So I just yeah. learned that. Well, cool. if you didn't know, it's Shark Week here in Nomadland, and uh, we're here to talk the Spielberg 1975 classic Jaws, which held held up pretty friggin' well. What, what do you guys think? Yeah. Yeah, I was surprised. I mean, I haven't seen this movie since I was a kid, probably, and I didn't remember a lot of it, but yeah, I was surprised at how well it holds up. I know, it really does, and like the... There's like weird differences that you notice now that you wouldn't notice like back then, like, you know, constant like a cigarette ashtray right next to your bed on the nightstand. And like (laughs) (laughs) this is a very 70s like typewriter. (laughs) Yes, typewriters going on. There's some good stuff in there. But uh, yeah, it's one of the I don't know. What do we call it? A horror classic? Is it a suspense classic? Yeah. Thriller, horror, thriller. Yeah. Drama. Some gruesome parts. But yeah, it kind of it changes you forever once you see it. Like, it's a it sticks in your brain. What was the question we asked on social? It would just if people watched it or what yeah, are their what opinions are you, on, you, on it? What are some of your yeah favorite memories of Jaws? Um, well, it's a good segue. We can no, roll, we're getting, roll we're right there. into social. <laughs> um, if you want to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Nomads of Fantasy. We asked about Jaws. Uh, our good buddy Jake Iveson said, what this movie has done to the general public is crazy to think about. To put the subconscious thought of a shark always being there is irrational yet possible, but I still won't take any chances. That is totally like the, right. I don't know, that was the best part. It's like, yeah, you can never see it coming. Right. Yeah, exactly. Um, Two Idiots and a Dog says, it's an iconic piece of film history and has aged remarkably well, though it's not mm-hmm. without issues. It's not my favorite shark movie, but I still quite enjoy it. Um, my favorite one was. It, Brandon actually asked them, and it was The Meg. Oh, yeah. Which we were I talking still about haven't seen that week. one. That looks so good for next too. year's Shark Week, we're doing The Meg. The Meg. Yeah. Uh, shoot, shoot the Flick says, I watched, uh, I watched it on VHS, and it scared me for a bit, but still awesome. Film Rage says, I'm old enough and lucky enough to have seen this in the drive-in when it came out. Open Whoa. ocean water has never been the same for me. Mm-mm. Uh, and then Savako says, beginning of the beginning of this year, I went to see The Shark is Broken in London, and it was such a great theater show. Fantastic backstory on the filming process and the actor's experience with the film. Aside from that, Jaws Ride at Universal always stands out to me. Terrifying stuff. Hmm. I don't know if you guys Do they still have that. Yeah, I, Is I, still I believe there? so. It was. I mean, I haven't been to Universal since I, you know, was like ten years old. But I rode the Jaws ride when I went there. I don't know oh, if you guys nice. know about the Shark Is Broken play, um, but I looked it up a little bit, and it's 
it's very interesting. It's like a, a sort of meta thing. Um, it's a stage play. I don't know if it's only in London, but it's a stage play about the production and all the troubles and interesting things about the production of this movie. So the actors in the play are playing the actors in the movie. <laughs> and they're like going through their scenes and their lines. It's very meta. Yeah, it's it's pretty cool. Um, but it's like uh, heard of it. it's like check it out. It's like that movie where it was about the room, and they made that comedy drama about the guys making the movie the the room. Right. So that's, it's the same. That's cool. thing. Oh, it's yeah. I mean, I mean, think about it. Disaster artist. These movies have millions and of dollar cool budgets. Because Richard Shaw, or Robert Shaw's son was is in that play playing. Um, Quint and huh. he looks exactly like him and oh. he was had a part in writing the whole production and everything too so I thought that was cool wow that's insane nice alright well was that all we had for social yep that was it alright cool well uh, why don't we take a quick break and uh, let's come back and dive into Jaws We are back, me mates, to talk about Jaws. <laughs> a, a classic, I guess, from back in the day for Shark Week. Um, Undeniable classic. Yeah. Brandon Eric, when was last when was the last time you guys actually sat down and saw this movie? Like I said, I think it probably when I was a kid. Um, I mean I had I feel like I had a weird fascination with sharks and stuff like that as a kid. <laughs> Yeah, I feel yeah. like most kids do. And I feel like I think that's why this movie works is because it goes back to like a base human fear of you things that you're scared of. And I think it's in our human nature to gravitate towards things that we're scared of. You know, like when I was a kid, I was watching all kinds of shows on aliens and ghosts and tornadoes. Oh, and I was yeah. I was scared totally. of all that shit. But like. I was interested in it, you know? I wanted to learn more about it. And I think that's just yeah. human nature. Sure. Yeah. The scary part is like you're you're in the shark's domain. Like you're not the top of the food chain. And they're real. Like, like right. Monsters aren't real. <laughs> yeah, you know? Exactly. For sure. Oh, you Brandon, when's the last time you saw it? I saw this probably five years ago, maybe less, maybe more. Um but oh, okay. yeah, relatively recently. Um watched it with my wife. And uh, I wanted to watch it. I just got the itch. And I uh, it might have been a little bit longer than that. I think about it. Probably seven years. But anyways, the um, I read the book. After, the last time after I watched it, I wanted to read the book. And, oh, uh, nice. Yeah. So uh, that was really interesting. Cause there are... There are differences, right? There are big differences. Um, I could ruin it. I could tell you what those are, but I don't think it'll ruin your experience for the book. It'll, because you'll know what the differences are, I think it'll be fine. Um, I saw like a well, whatever. Because the author, it. the author really didn't like the the movie ending. Apparently, well, the ending some, he did. So the factory yeah. had to be like dragged off a set 
like forcibly because oh, I don't geez. know what he's trying to do, but so they'd be forcibly removed from. the I set would like to talk about the ending. ending. So oh, because of because of how the book ending, I can see how he how he react. Like I, I can see the concerns what he that kind of put him over the edge, and it was probably a very frustrating experience even for him because didn't they have issues with a lot of things like the the script wasn't finished when they made Dude, this movie. they did a lot of this stuff on the fly yeah um this just the production was like terrible like it was so troubled like throughout the entire filming of the movie like mechanical issues yeah script issues budget issues all that like, one of your veteran stars in the in the movie is like drunk so you have to redo his lines right you can tell. Look at his <laughs> Which, eyes. You can see his eyes. Like he makes such a oh yeah, such a good like crazy sea captain though. Like he fits right, he so fits the role. And like you could tell that he's you know a little buzz up. He pound he's pounding beers as he's hunting for sharks. You know, dude knows what's up. So as a worthy sea captain should. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But but I loved it. I I loved it. I, I I can't get enough of this movie. I it's one of my favorites and I'm like waiting for it to not to be as good as I remember it every time. But every time I watch it, I'm like for 1975, this is like a masterpiece and it's weirdly good. Absolutely. I think that's why it works. It's such but, a simple concept, yeah. you know? It's you can't tell it. You can't tell it's fake. But it's not just about the right. shark cuz he's hardly in it. He's his just his presence is there. He's always on our mind, and the uh, the characters are so good. Um, and the town is really cool. And the I think the pacing and the editing that's what I noticed the most. Every two seconds, you're seeing something. You're seeing like a kid's bike. You're seeing the town. You're seeing the water. You're seeing kids. You're seeing old people. You're seeing people shopping. You're seeing boats. You're seeing birds. You're seeing the water. They keep cutting. There's so much footage. I would love to learn about the just the film production as far as like getting the B sides and, and getting the environment because they did such a good job painting this moment for this town. It's a quiet, yeah, quiet little Cape Town basically. Like you know, they're just getting people in for the summers on vacations. Like they don't have any business or anything there. It's just like a summer vacation town, and it kind of Spielberg paints a like you said paints a very nice picture and makes it. Like you can even see it in the first act when the chief, he's like there to be like a police chief and everybody's coming to him with like parking issues and cats stuck up trees. And it's like all these little small town problems. <laughs> you got a you got a fucking killer shark out there. And like, I don't know. It's like a it's a the difference between the seriousness of like what the town thinks is serious and what like is actually happening is the crazy part. Well, you get their priorities figured. Mm-hmm. Like, well, it's, it's, kinda... it's the mayor, especially the mayor. You know, he comes through as like. The big one that's like, listen, we got to keep these beaches open because we need we need the business. And like, that's all he cares about in the beginning. Anyways, is what like, a cool concept. Yeah. What a uh, cool I think concept. My, I think my memory of this movie is very foggy. I'm not convinced that I've seen the entire movie before because the majority. I mean, I, like I said, I haven't seen it in a long, long time. But the majority of the movie that I remember is the second part where they're on the boat. Like, I don't remember a lot of the the town stuff. And that's like the first whole half of the movie. Is- and I and isn't it crazy how, like, in my memory, it's probably the same as everybody else's. You think that, well, you don't realize that it's like kind of a two part. It's like it's two movies. It's like oh, yeah. the first hour is on land. And it's then all the, on land. The and other hour is in the water. It's crazy. Roughly like that. And in my head, I feel like they're only at water by, for like 20 minutes of the movie. But it's not. It's much longer. It, it is it's like I was looking at the time, 
the time stamps and like it, it is pretty much half and half, like an hour before they get onto the boat and go out. And then like the last hour is them on the boat hunting the shark. And that's when you first see Jaws is the when first you, full when shot out on them. the boat. Yeah. On, out on the boat an hour into the movie. But well, you never get a full like, a full shot, which I think is effective. You get some underwater and some above right. water ones where you can see. Yeah. Um, but, and it, but it's mostly it just looks, a fin or like a glancing, you know, he's passing by the it, camera really close or, you know, something like that. But it looks so good for being animatronic, too. Like, you can see why they had so many production issues, because, A, you know, you can't you got to shoot around the oceans schedule. Like, you can't if there's storms or there's shit going on, like, you know, your day of shooting is just kind of crapped. But uh for being 75 like some of those underwater shots of jaws swimming and stuff like that they look damn good i mean that's probably just national Ge- national geographic footage that they probably I think bought up a lot right? i was so paying shark- attention to that and i could tell some of them were like shots of real sharks yeah like some of those full body shots i'm like those are real sharks because you How can you tell them that big i think they were just filming it extra close you know to make it perspective to make it look bigger hmm. um but i think the main part of the jaws was like the head. Um, but yeah, they had so much, so many mechanical issues with that shark. And that's a lot of the reason why the shark's presence is so scarce because Steven Spielberg had to work around those mechanical issues. And like, honestly, I think that makes the film better for it. You that's know? the beauty of the movie. I think that's dude, the Dude, it's like alien, like alien we were talking about. Like you barely see the alien until you get yeah. like an hour into the movie. It just makes it so much more effective when he does actually show up and starts fucking shit up. But like, it's like something that you shouldn't see too much of. That's the whole point. When you're in the water, human beings are not made to be in deep bodies of right. water. We're just not. It's lurking, we're land lurking right below the surface. Yeah. So it, 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 we're like, like Dave said earlier on, we're like, we're out of our element, right? And we all can relate to that thing. So imagine, and the way they start the movie off with the girl just running out there, and she's just instantly just grabbed onto and you don't see the shark you just see his point of Uh view Mm -hmm. you don't see a dorsal uh, dorsal fin or anything like that right but you do see her being dragged around and around and around and it is violent it is but you see it throughout the whole movie you see it um in the very opening act right with the girl christy being zipped you know pulled around and pulled under which is so scary and (laughs) so scary but then those two idiots later on try to go like throw like a roast beef or something like that or yeah all right what was that like a it was the christmas it was like a, it was the roast or the holiday yeah. roast yeah and the shark pulls it and then it pulls the deck i'm sorry the the uh the dock, the dock and it breaks in half and it starts pulling out and the one guy is on it then he gets he slips off you don't see the shark you see it turn around <laughs> and you know that's the shark but it's, the shark is ahead of it in there yeah dude yeah. love it and then obviously they do that with the three or the, the like the yellow barrels the barrels yeah later yeah, on movie. yeah and i just love that that's how you can show the shark without showing the shark and i think it's genius couldn't have probably happened without the the robot or whatever the the, the, the issues the yeah the machine that they had they yeah that they yeah. had so it's just great and i think that's what makes the movie is not seeing the damn thing you know? The murders kind of, the murders. The shark is just being a shark. <laughs> They're not really murders and all, but <clears throat> the uh, I guess the killings. We'll Big say. boys gotta eat. Like they step up, 
like gradually though. So the first one's at night. It you just hear the screaming and her thrashing around and getting chucked around. But then the one you get the one on the beach, like it's during the day. The little kid. It's a kid. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, they up the ante like, real quick. Like <laughs> it gets real bloody and real nasty real quick. Explosive, and then, I mean, dude. That's one like, of my blood favorite. is like yeah. blowing up that's, in the air. That's one of my favorite <laughs> scenes. Because like well, that was gruesome. Because you got you know like you said it's during the middle of the day. Beach is busy as hell. People are having fun in the water and like it's the anticipation as, you know, Marty is sitting on the beach just waiting for something to happen, you know, because you like, you know, something's going to happen and you know, someone's going to get eaten by the shark. It's some of the best cinema, I think, where you can feel the tension Mm -hmm. and Spielberg's use of the camera is so damn on point in this whole film, but he's you're obstructed seeing him. And he's obstructed seeing the ocean. He's trying to do his job. He wanted to shut things down and, you know, forces are against him. So he's like, fine, I'll, I'll let it be open. But my God, we are literally, we just lost a woman last week, a young girl. And so he's on the lookout, but people are like sitting in front of him. And the sound production is really good. He kind of sit down and he's like talking. The guy asking to, somebody's parking illegally in front of his house. He's trying to talk to him about that. He's trying to ignore him and watch the people off. <laughs> it's so good. good. It's so good. And then, um, and then like you're in the water and you see somebody like playing with his dog, which, okay, I'm sorry. I, I know what comes next, but I think the dog's name is like, oh, what is it? Like Tippet or something like that? Yeah, I forgot. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And the, well, we never see Tippet, but we see the like Poor the floating dog. stick, right? So, like, okay, I guess the dog is eating. The never talk it. about it, ever. But then, um, oh, what's the boy's name? Jason, maybe? Alex. Alex, Al- thank the boy you. Who got Alex. Alex Kinter, yeah. Alex is out there in the raft, asked to go out one last time, goes, says bye to his 70 year old mom. Because she looks so old. I don't know why she looks so old. It's the right. 70s. No, it's just like just the fashion back then. It's like a it's a trip. She's to got see so many these, wrinkles like, on her face. I don't know. She looks older, man. I'm just saying. These bonnets that they're wearing and bathing suits. That, you know, all <laughs> it's like hairy glasses. Like, yeah. But he gets no, the glasses. But yeah, you can see, like, and then the way they do it, it's just the camera. Like said, it does the Hitchcock spray of blood. Move. Is like so intense. But like the way the yeah, camera. Yeah, you can see it from the shore. <laughs> the way the camera like goes to Brody's face though like that yes. effect the zoom yeah. Yeah. love it so cool and you instantly get to feel like him like oh my god what just happened yeah you know no he well he knows exactly what happened well yeah He's he anticipating knew anticipating this yeah. yeah but that's I mean the, the scene is so tense I don't know I mean we keep saying it over and over again because like the killer is just lurking somewhere but you know you can't see him and everybody's kind of like Taunting him and tempting him and just waiting for the the shark to go shark like mm-hmm. and it's only twenty minutes or so in I mean it were it went fairly quick <laughs> I mean quick, before yeah. this though I think there was that moment where Brody's like all right well that was really disgusting seeing that woman's like remains <laughs> being eaten by the crabs on the beach so we have a shark problem let's lock it down and the mayor is like ah uh, like what is going on so he starts chasing him down he finds him on that little fairy like thing going across the water and he's basically like the mob right and dude he's, he's like threatening him strong arming him yeah he's got his yes man with him that like keeps repeating like the last three sentences of the mayor's sentence like behind him it's his hype man right it's good and he has <laughs> like, like, the, a, like well he had the, the doctor guy that like kind of went back on his 
word because oh, like, you said it was a shark coroner. bite. You said yeah. a shark did this. Oh. He's like, now you're telling me a boat did this? He's like, yeah, a boating accident. Yeah. You tell the mayor's leaning on him because as soon as they get across it, he's like, after he's done like talking to the thing, he's like, all right, take me back. He didn't even need to take his car across. He just kind of mm-hmm. he's just pushing his way around, which is yeah, it's hilarious. But yeah, well, but after, well, well, after actually, kid, so Alex... I want to tell you guys something. Do you guys want a sure. little thing about the book and where this is yeah. where it deviates? A oh, yeah, yeah, please. So th- I think this should have been in the movie. Um, and I was thinking, man, oh, man, never make a movie reboot of this. But p- you are allowed to do a TV show. I feel like a 10 episode where you can draw that because you could add this other stuff. So in the book, there is... Um, the mayor is deep with like the mob or something like that. He owes money. Oh, literally. Okay. Oh shit. Yeah. And I I want to say the the weird scene where Hooper uh visits um Brody with wine at the house or whatever. Yes. It's like mm-hmm. so awkward. I think that wasn't ever supposed to be I, I could be wrong, but in the book that actually is the mayor showing up. He's fle- he's freaking out. He's like you cannot sh- like close the beach we need this money and he's like sweating and all that stuff so you know that he's that's where he's got the pressure and they kind of allude to this a little bit because he's always so like it's like do or die with him like when at the like later on like halfway in the movie um after the last attack on the beach happens he's like Our, we had kids we both had kids on the beach like you know what the right thing to sign the damn thing so i can get the money so i can get like people to get rid of the shark and uh, like Quint or whatever. And uh, if you look at him, he doesn't even look at when he signs it. He's just freaking out. And he's thinking, well, my, what about August? I can still do August. Like we can still we still make money in August. And I think that's them still kind of looting that he he's, it's not just his pressure on keeping the town alive. You know, because that's what, so that's what kind of made his character a little bit more interesting in the book is that he owes money and everybody else around him kind of like he tells that one guy get in the water he just influences everybody he's like a bully but it's not because they just i don't i don't know i th- i think it's just it is i could definitely i get that vibe though sure but he just seemed people. like the he just seemed like a sleazy mayor to me but yeah that would line up perfectly with yeah no knowing that if you go back and look for stuff like those hints i i feel like you could see it a little bit more it's all about the money sure. with him mm-hmm. but that's why it's not just because he's greedy you know. Right, right. Okay, sorry, yeah, that I'm gives some added context to it. And a pen, Larry. Yeah, a pen. You know. Because you're gonna do what you do best. You're gonna sign this voucher so I can hire a contractor. I, I don't. I don't know if I can do that without. So I'm gonna hire Quint to kill the shark. August. What? August. What? What are you talking about? Larry, the summer is over. You're the mayor of Shark City. These people think you want the beaches open. I, I was, I was, I was acting in the in the town's best interest. Is that's that right. You I were acting, acting in the town's, town's best interest, and that's why you're going to do the right thing. That's why you're going to sign this, and we're going to pay that guy what he wants. Martin, Martin, my kids were on that beach too. Sign it, Larry. Uh, but speaking of which, so when it comes to money, uh, 
and they have to like like instantly after the um the, alex's mom she's like all right i'll pay three thousand dollars to anybody to go out there and kill the damn shark and the town meets i love the scene it's this is a good one brody's yeah. like walking down the hallway and hits his head on a sign and everybody's like kind of like pushing into each other and all scrambling and they take their seats and you can hear them talking again this is so cool how they do this where they can kind of show what's important to people you know one woman owns like a hotel the other guy owns like a gift shop or something like that so like they need to know are you shutting down the beach because if you do we're dead there's no reason to come here right all these small businesses they rely on this every year to keep them alive basically yeah and they're like cracking jokes you know is that three thousand dollars gonna be in cash like the woman's kid just died and she's paying people yeah, to right. go Pretty hunt down up. the shark and you're cracking jokes. And all everybody cares about is money. You know? This is a good, this is where we get to meet Quint, though. This is the one the of the, my favorite the character intros. He's just a crusty old sailor. He does the nail on the chalkboard thing to get everything buddy to shut up. But he's just sitting in the back of the room, just stoic eating a cracker just like <laughs> randomly i don't know what the fuck this guy's up to but and drawing on the chalkboard did he, he draw that no he just no he that didn't. wasn't well, there was on the chalkboard i don't think that was there when they walked in there he got in what there last say? and drew. that would be more funny if he actually did draw he's that. got yeah he's he's a goofy guy he drew a shark with like a little stick figure person in the mouth yeah. oh that's funny that's pretty messed up quint Figured with his past, he wouldn't be making such jokes. But uh, no, yeah, that's a good one. That's where we got the the one line. I'll find it for three thousand, but I'll kill it for ten or something <laughs> along those lines. But <laughs> shortly after, we get the the oceanographer Hooper shows up too. Um, yeah. Oh yeah, Brody <laughs> called him. And... The drunken. Oh, this scene was great. I thought with the, all the townspeople going out on their boats, and they're just like. They're like just drunken dudes they're with all, like dogs on a boat out on the hunt like trying to get this shotgun. Like no common sense. Like maybe this will scare it away. Like what are you trying to do? The guy's literally got a well, cigarette in one hand and he's like lighting a dynamite and throwing it in the water. No, they're like, yeah, they're all playing tough guys. And even Hooper's like, how many people you got on that boat? And then he's like, after they leave, they're like, they're all going to die. Well, yeah, it's, you have, know something's going to happen there. You have a guy who looks like Quint, looks very similar to Quint, but uh, Ben Gardner, he looks like him, and him and another guy is like, look at all those idiots. They don't know where to go. I know where to go. Where I know where the shark will be. So this is this guy, pay attention to him, because later on, he's got one of the greatest jump scares. In oh, seven. yeah. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. That was a yeah, that was a good one. It got me. But no, Hooper's that, cool. That they kind of figured that was coming. But Hooper's cool. I, I like uh, I like young Richard Dreyfus, and uh, I think he plays a part well in the book. He's a lot younger. He's really? young, fresh out of college, and he's handsome, and he's mm. banging the Brody's wife. Oh, oh wow. whoa, yeah. not Jeez. cool. I, I forget Brody is. Um, there's issues Bring with the bro Brody. Code. Brody's not as. Um, put together as he is in the movie. Like in the movie, he's just afraid of water. He doesn't want to drown. So you can maybe somebody drown when he's younger, but that's about as deep as it goes. Where in the book, there's more um, trauma. And I forget what it is. Hmm. Could be something there that I just don't remember. I did notice that he doesn't touch the water at all. Like during the movie, like when all the beach scenes, when people are getting eaten, he doesn't like run into the water to pull people out. He just stays right at the edge too, which 
like add, it adds to his character. You see that little thing? Yeah. You can tell he's what was he from New York? Yeah. Yeah. And he moved yeah, back. Yeah, he said he was from New York. Yep. Yeah. So yeah, he's the coolest. Not he, a big fan. He's my favorite character of the movie. I love him. I think he leads the movie very well, and and I love every scene he's in. I love the moment he has with his kid. I love the moment. You know what I'm talking about? Where it's just like there's like no sound. He's hanging out with his youngest kid, and it's just like oh, piano at the dinner table. Playing. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Apparently, apparently it's not, like unscripted. It's unscripted scene or something like that. Um, well, that's where Hooper shows up. Yeah, yeah, and I mean they up. do the they do the autopsy, and you get well, you get like the full intro of Hooper, where like you can tell that he knows his shit because he's doing the recording and he's figuring out the size of the bite marks and all that kind of stuff. So when the, all the drunk assholes come back on their boat with the wrong shark, like you know that things are still not problems are still not solved, even though they're using it as like a scapegoat to keep the beaches open, of course. But we all know hilarity ensues when you keep the beaches open. Yeah, because like those guys get drunk, and oh. they, t- <laughs> and then it's like, all right, let's finish this wine and let's go down there and prove everybody wrong by slicing that open because you're telling me that the they digest their food slow, so we should see the boy in there. Mm-hmm. So they do. They just go down there and they slice it open. It's like, nope, you got. It. That shark is still out there. That's funny. They're pulling what license plates and tin cans and all sorts of garbage out of the shark's stomach too, just showing that they're just like swimming and eating machines. That's all they do. Uh, Those I forget that line in there, but that's like what they were put on this planet for: is to swim and eat and make little baby sharks. That's yep. That's, it. that's all they do. But like, there's then they're drunk and they're like, you know what we should do? Let's go. let's go on a boat at night in the middle of the night can't see anything yeah i don't i don't know why they did that hooper's got a sweet boat though when they go out oh yeah he's got all the fancy equipment the high-end gear and everything like that would have been helpful to hunt jaws instead of like this the the shitty old orca orca Orca. (laughs) but yeah they go out there they're both drinking and driving right i mean brody literally Mm -hmm. has a bottle of wine in his hand He's the police chief. He can do whatever he wants. Well, I know. And it's hilarious when he yeah. says that, like, you can't go down. It's like, sure he can. I'm the chief of police. <laughs> right? I can do what I want. Yeah. Well, I love that. He knows that what's, what the right thing is. And he he is the law. And he's tired of them pushing him around and putting the town in, in front of, you know, like, their safety. But, yeah, they go down there. And then, like, okay. Like, even still, I know it's what's going, going to happen. I'm still nervous happen. during this scene. Because the way it's shot, because the way they reveal the bite mark on um, Bed Gardner's boat, you know, like, all right, we found it. All right, it's floating. What's going on? And Cooper's like, I'll go in the water and investigate. (laughs) Right? Why? You think? No. It makes it ten times scarier that it's at night. It's like pitch black. And like, his nice boat has like these underwater lights that like light up underneath. So. Like, if it was just a normal normal night, you wouldn't be able to see shit out there. So, I mean, it's pitch black out on the water, but he's got this set up with these spotlights and underwater lights that definitely make it possible to be scared shitless in there. But, yes, I I don't know what you're thinking, especially him knowing that he knows what size shark it is and how, you know, dangerous it is. And there's a bite mark you can see right on the boat. But, yeah, crabs a big-ass tooth. And he knows, okay, I can see that it's big by the 
the tooth, I can see that just by like the bite size, we have a problem. Mm-hmm. It's not <laughs> starts, a normal shark. He gets like spooked or something like that, and then the music is like so creepy, and then I think it's one of the scariest jump scares I've ever seen. The face? No, it's pretty freaky. The head just floats by. And he well, it's in the boat still. It floats like into the yeah. Oh, because right. he goes to look in the there. Yeah, yeah. That's right. And then he's so scared that he drops like his flashlight and the tooth, and just yells and he goes up, um, which makes it hard because they got to go to the sleazy mayor and be like, "Yo, like that's not the shark. We in we found like a tooth. Like, well, where is it? Well, we dropped the tooth. It's like so you don't have no proof of this. I'm like, right." So like, yeah, how do you know back. that shark I, is still out there then? I figured they would have just brought the boat back, but I guess boats got holes in it. It probably would have sank before they even got back. Which is messed up, but mayor says no tooth. The beaches stay open. So, yeah. And he starts walking through like the beach, <laughs> looking at everybody not going in the water. And he's like, what are you doing? Go well, would you go in the water after a fucking kid got eaten on the same right? beach? <laughs> two, two people, right? One, yeah, one right in front of everybody with an like an exploding blood sausage in the water, just spraying everywhere. Brutal. Yeah. But mm-hmm. this is when they do the old bait and switch on this beach, where uh, everybody's looking for the shark. You know that the shark's out there still. And then uh, they got like helicopters flying over and all these Coast Guard patrols and all that kind of crap. And then all of a sudden you see the fin. Oh, I love this. Pa- panic ensues. People are getting trampled, like old people getting knocked down. Mm-hmm. Everybody's just screaming and going nuts. And <laughs> ends up being two little kids playing a prank on everybody, which I mean, at this time, uh, Brody, what told his kid to go into what was it? They called it like the they called the, lake it the or pond. The bay. They called pond. it the pond. Yeah, it must have been like some little inlet. I'm guessing. I don't know much yeah, about it ponds. Was like a little... I thought ponds were not connected to the ocean. No, yeah, I, I don't know. I think it was just a little alcove or something. So. Uh, into the beach, yeah. But this is where we get our first glimpse, the our first real glimpse of the shark. Yeah. And oh, you do get it from the, yeah. the top down. Don't oh, this shot is scary. After, dude. well, yeah, when the, the little, well, Brody's son and his friends are out on the boat, and then there's the guy in the little dinghy or whatever he's in. Hey, you guys all right? <laughs> you doing? You all right? Poor guy. Yeah, dude, wrong place, wrong time. <laughs> just knocked Random, over. Dude. He tries to get back on his boat, and you just see underwater, like, this grayish white head just start coming through and it's so creepy could you imagine out of this dark blue color just as this slow moving shark and it just bites his leg and like yep. off you just see the leg, his leg down floats. to the bottom which in reality wouldn't it float up to the surface no there's no oxygen in it so it's sink right maybe yeah it's got heavy shoes thought, you, know. Know. you yeah. sink if you blow the oxygen out of your body you start sinking now I gotta look it up. Does a leg float? Does a severed leg float in water? <laughs> I wouldn't think so. I think you gotta you gotta be holding your breath to float. Did you know that there's a spot on the west coast where they keep discovering like left footed like remains? Like it's a foot and it's a sneaker. Just a left foot? Yeah, and it's I think it's always a left foot, and it keeps showing up in this one spot. 
and they don't know why it's, it's happened multiple times, like some kind of phenomenon where something's happened or people are dying or whatever, and they're they're somebody's missing a foot. Yeah, it's this weird thing. Look it up sometime. It's crazy. But that's what that's why I just remembered that uh, story. But but yeah, that poor guy. <laughs> he gets he gets eaten. The sun goes in the shock. Now, this is interesting. So a lot happens here. But basically, Brody sees that his son almost got eaten by the shark. It went right by him. He was eating the other guy instead. And it's personal for Brody. This is kind of the last time we see the family. They're kind of yeah, done. This is right we don't see they... them at the end of the movie. It's no. kind of weird. And I don't know, Not looking at it now, I feel like they should have had a scene. They could have wrapped it up a little bit. It just I don't like how end. it ends. Like it ends how... very abruptly. I I noticed that too. Yeah. Um, if... It just kind of goes to credits right after they kind of take out the shark and that's it. Yeah, yeah I just accomplished. I don't know. Like the last time we saw like the littlest kid, he was like screaming on the beach. Right. You know, it would have been nice to have some kind of didn't... resolution, yeah. especially with the mayor and going back to the town and seeing it. Yeah, seeing his family again. I could see I wanna, that. I want Brody to tell that lady that slapped him to stick it like <laughs> she shows up in all black on the beach and slaps him in the face and like blames him for the kid's death when we all know that brody wanted to close the beaches and he, the mayor was the scumbag that kept him open so yeah but that's the stuff that makes it good because you know well, what's feel- what's really going on you know there's a really yeah. big shark out there you know that brody is making the right calls and everybody's making the wrong calls sure no he was caught between a rock and a hard place the entire movie you know, because he he knows the right thing to do is shut down the beaches, but he's feeling pressure from the mayor to keep them open, and so he was he was struggling throughout the entire movie to kind of figure out what the the best thing to do was. But so the body counts what four people, right? Mm-hmm. Christy, and it's been pretty quick Alex, too. It's been like Christy, less than Alex, a week. Ben, and then dude checking on the kids. We never learned. Who knows? His name. Who and knows how many of those other uh, dudes who went on the, on the boats looking for the shark ate it too you know i mean i guess some most of them came back with the you know the the wrong shark but a what (laughs) yeah don't forget about the dog too poor dog yeah that was just like a little snack i mean sharks i mean in real life sharks really don't need to eat that much like a a uh, great white shark can survive for like a month on like a seal or something like that so Jaws is just being a dick at this point. Like he's just got a taste a for blood. Just for fun. He's got a taste for blood, or he or she, or whatever. It's got a taste for blood. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Those vacation people. They're they're ripe. They're they're fresh from the city, playing in the water. <laughs> <laughs> uh, where are we now? Well, this is the point when this is the big shit. This is where we go. This to is where he's got to go out. Hooper and Brody uh, meet up with Quint, and they're like, listen. We gotta, we gotta do this thing. We gotta go out on the boat, take the shark out. Well, this is the point where Brody pressures the mayor into signing the contract, right? Yeah, they're at the hospital when he brings his kid back after yeah. the after the the dinghy dude gets eaten. So, but so, yeah, yeah, this is where my favorite quote of the movie came in. That when when Quint is he's doing, he's getting drunk while he's getting ready to go out on the boat, but you see all the shark miles in his. Like in his little shack or yeah. his little thing, and you know that he knows what the fuck's going on. Like yeah. you can tell that he's a, an experienced fisherman. But 
here's to swimming with bow-legged women. And then he starts pounding shots. So. <laughs> yeah, all right, great. sure. I'm not sure what that means, but great. But, uh, yeah, Brody's first time out, you find out that Hooper is actually, he knows his way around a boat. Yeah, like, he's, a, know, he's, he's a rich kid. He's coming out as the first mate. But doesn't mean anything at all. He knows his stuff. He's educated. He's got to prove himself to He's from a different, yeah, well, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Quinn's a, I don't know. It's all show, he's I a, think. He's a cranky. It's all show. He's an interesting character. See, man. He thinks, I mean, his hubris gets him at the, at the end of it all, but like, I think a lot of it is, he's just showing off. He's got the sheriff there, and he's got a fancy high-tech shark hunter or whatever in front of him. You know, well, I think he's I mean, his feathers. If you went through what Quint went through, you'd probably be a little crazy in the head too. You know, with the the whole USS Indianapolis right scene, yes, which is yeah. probably my favorite scene in the entire movie. I know we're skipping ahead a little bit, but the speech that Quint gives, like just talking about that, and like they. They're focused. I don't think they cut away at all when he's telling that entire story. Like they're just focused on his face That's the nice entire monologue. time. Yeah, it's really, really great. Um, and you, you know, it tells us a little bit of Quint's backstory and why he's like the way he is. Apparently, the the original script was like five pages long or something. That original monologue was like five pages long. Oh, but. Uh, Robert Shaw was like, I, I can't do this. It's, it's impossible to do a five-page monologue. He's probably too drunk. Yeah, so he's like, <laughs> they cut it down to three pages, and then he said it was still too long. But I think that's what he ended up doing. But uh, such a such a good speech. Japanese submarine slammed two torpedoes into our side, Chief. He was coming back from the island of Tinian to Lady and just delivered the bomb, the Hiroshima bomb. 1,100 men went into the water. The vessel went down in 12 minutes. Didn't see the first shark for about half an hour. Tiger, 13-footer, you know? You know that when you're in the water, Chief? You tell by looking from the dorsal to the tail. What we didn't know was our bomb mission had been so secret, no distress signal had been sent. They didn't even list us overdue for a week. Very first light, Chief. Sharks come cruising. So we formed ourselves into tight groups. You know, it's kind of like old squares in a battle, like you see in a calendar, like the Battle of Waterloo, and the idea was, shark comes to the nearest man, that man, he start pounding and hollering and screaming, and sometimes the shark go away. Sometimes he wouldn't go away. Sometimes that shark, he looks right into you, right into your eyes. You know the thing about a shark, he's got lifeless eyes, black eyes, like a doll's eyes. When he comes at you, he doesn't seem to be living until he bites you. And those black eyes roll over white and then, oh, then you hear that terrible high-pitched screaming. The ocean turns red, and in spite of all the pounding and the hollering, they all come in and they rip you to pieces. You know, by the end of that first dawn, 
lost a hundred men. I don't know how many sharks, maybe a thousand. I don't know how many men, the average six an hour. On Thursday morning, Chief, I bumped into a friend of mine, Herbie Robinson from Cleveland. Baseball player, Bosun's mate. I thought he was asleep. Reached over to wake him up. Bobbed up and down in the water. It was like a kind of top. Upended. Well, he'd been bitten in half below the waist. Noon the fifth day, Mr. Hooper, Lockheed Ventura. So as he swung in low and he saw us to the young pilot lot. Younger than Mr. Hooper anyway, he saw us and he come in low and three hours later a big fat PBY comes down and start to pick us up. You know, that was the time I was most frightened, waiting for my turn. I'll never put on a life jacket again. So eleven hundred men went in the war. Three hundred and sixteen men come out, the sharks took the rest, June the 29th, nineteen forty-five. Anyway, we delivered the bomb. <clears throat> when I had to pause the movie and go look fact, not fact check it, but just kind of like, what is the story? Because I've heard that there, sure. it, it's roughly accurate, um, which I do appreciate. And there's the numbers are off, the names are off. You know that they changed some things to kind of get this in there. But there is some truth to it. Like a boatload of guys did go into the water. I think it was like 900 or something like that. Um, I think there's like 1,100 to 1,300 dudes on the ship. Ship gets hit twice by the Japanese. It sinks in 12 minutes. That's all true. And then I think all that was left was like 900 survivors. And then by the end, 315, I think, were left by like three days later when they when they got the guys um, out of the water. But the sh- And the sharks did go to town. It's it's on record. I mean, that you're, there's no way to prove this true you kind of go by testimony here but um it's the largest shark attack that we have on record just yeah, picking up these guys wikipedia's got it right here and that's kind of that's kind of crazy but, i didn't know that that was an actual true story it's sad though the true story i guess most of them died through homicide and suicide they were going oh, wow. they were losing their minds and they I were mean, going, out in open water for three days. Yeah, or however, like and the sharks were technically that, eating the dead, but they did take out some living guys. And there was a shark. There was a feeding frenzy, but it's. But anyways, what I do like is that this version, though, he kind of just exaggerates it and like, no, like we all got in, and it was the sharks that ate us all. And one guy being eaten in half was so. I don't know. It definitely. I mean, not that the shark wasn't scary at that point, but. Just to hear that there is a true story out there, ish, you know, <laughs> like sharks will do this. Yeah, this man. is something we should be scared of, even though that this one's fictitious and they don't really go around eating people. It's still enough to scare well, you man. to the bone. That's why. If you, if that's you why go out there, they're gonna eat you eventually. It's yeah. a mouth that swims. That's all it is. It's a mouth that <laughs> swims. Well, that's why this one was scary because normally sharks are, normally sharks are pack animals, but. They call it a rogue shark because he's solo. Jaws is on his own. He doesn't need no pack. He's like, it wasn't he's that like boy. Hooper's like uh, whole. Um, yeah, that's why he's so dangerous. Research because yeah. of the territorial kind of thing going on. Right. 
Yep. They were studying. So when um, they, if we jump back a second, because um, this is the this is a good introduction to Hooper on the boat, Quint as the captain. When they first head out, like uh, they're laying down the chum line to try and attract the shark. Quint's got his like big old fishing pole out, and he's sitting in like the little fishing chair, which is super cool. Pounding like a uh, pounding Miller lights or whatever. I don't know what he's doing there, but old uh, Milwaukee's probably. Yeah. Hey, he's all strapped <laughs> <think> in. So cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and like you can tell, like he's he's legit because he's got like the shoulder harnesses that clip to the fishing line, which clips into something else, and he's strapped in, and he's got like the footrest. Uh, like, let's be honest, if Jaws actually bit that line, he would just rip him out of this, rip his whole seat out right. of the boat. Probably. That's what I was but, thinking too. Yeah, but. You can uh, tell he's he done this before. This is when they get him with the the first flotation barrel. Um, basically, they try shooting it. They figure out basically between the, the dorsal fin and the tail fin, you can figure out how big it is. But twenty five feet long at about three tons, and this is when you know you get the first good look at it when Jaws shit. pops out. Yeah, uh, we're gonna need a bigger boat. Oh, that's such a, that's like a jump scare too because you don't see it, it coming. Is. The camera angle, and then when he like oh, pops Brody's up, Brody's just hanging by the side still of the his mouth. Just like, <laughs> that would scare uh, them. God, me too, man. That's, that was a good of reaction course, too, yeah. because it's just like that's yeah, his oh shit face. Uh, but yeah, I can tell that they're a little bit out of their out of their depths. <laughs> so there's a interesting thing that's been happening uh, in the background of this scene where. Brody goes to get his pistol at one point, and Hooper is up on the deck um, steering the ship, and he's he's like like uh, Brody, are you okay? And Brody is loading his pistol up, and the camera is facing up at Hooper, so you can see the sky and you see a shooting star zip by. I saw that yeah. at an hour thirty six minutes or something like that into it. Now, apparently this is the thing that Spielberg does. He puts these in. Now, some people claim that it's fake because like, there's another scene where they see just the orca in the water and you see another one zip through. And hmm. people say, oh, it's he caught the first one and they liked it so much that they made it like his signature thing for movies you know, Like after that. like Every movie he has shooting stars in the sky. I watched that scene a couple of times. I had to. It's totally artificial. I, I think I can tell. I think it's it's. I thought it looked fake too, but then I read that it was real. I think people are wanting. So I don't know real. what to. I don't know what to. Yeah, now I don't know what to believe. Yeah, no. I I looked into it. And I want to watch some YouTube videos and see people debunking it. And I'm like, that's how I felt too. I'm like, okay. So I'm on the I'm on the side that it's totally fake. I thought. But it I just think it's a nice fake. little thing to do. Like it's just cool. Like just throw it in for no fucking reason. Well, I was wondering what the significance of that was. So that's what convinced me that it was real because like it was just a freak thing that they caught on camera and they decided to keep it in because it looked cool. But now I'm not so sure. But it, it, it was an interesting little thing. I'm like, what is that in the sky? I'm like, oh, OK, it's the shooting star. Yep. Well, I'll have to look that up. Looks like a good Google. I don't know. I like the chemistry in this. You know, it's a long scene. Like it doesn't it's not. It's not like it's too long, but it is pretty long. And it re- rides on the fact that these guys have to have good chemistry. And they don't get along at first, but after they, they're they drinking, and the way they're 
you know, Hooper's proving himself, and Brody's, you know, yeah, doing the best he can. Yeah, there's some camaraderie there. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's funny, because you have, like, the, the three different versions of, like, boat people. I don't know. You have, like, the person that, like, lives on his boat. You got, like, the college-educated, educated, like, person that knows what's going on in the boat. And then you got the guy that has never stepped foot in water. Doesn't know <laughs> like, what he's doing. Yeah. Doesn't know. Pulling the wrong knot, and they set up the they set up the air tanks early when they're out on the boat. If anything happens to these, these will explode. I'm like, okay, we right. Get it. Well, Brody is do. It's cool because when when the shark attack happens, Brody starts re- like reading books, and I love that he's just constantly throwing facts at people, and that's cool because that's he's true. learning yeah, he does along with the viewer, mm-hmm. you know. And like, do you know how they don't know how long these live? They live for? We have no idea. We guessed it's like this long, but we have no idea. Uh, and I love it. Like he's just like he's learning about these things. But anyways, while he's flipping through a book. There's actually a scene, a scene, there's a photo of a great white with a canister, air canister in its, in his mouth, in its mouth. Huh. Early on, dude. In like the first like 20, 30 minutes of this that movie. Can't Some be crazy foreshadowing. Canister. Yeah, that is kind of crazy. And hey, 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 later on, right? But yeah, so the, the air canisters in general, because, um, when, so Hooper and, and Quint, are also at the end doing something with like the hooks. Uh, the shark jumps out and goes after them, stuff like that. So they end up like putting out three barrels, and Quint's like, "Not with three, no not way. with three. This can't is go how under with three. it'll get too tired. It'll eventually stop. It can't go down with three, and it does. It keeps fucking with these guys, and um, it's just too strong. And they're they they're guessing it's like twenty feet. No, it's twenty five foot. And who knows how big the damn thing is." But unfortunately, it does get the better of them because it, when Hooper decides to separate from them, he goes in the cage, mm-hmm. which, dude, <laughs> just go get the Coast Guard or something like that. Like, this is getting out of control. It's ramming your ship and taking your stuff out, and you're kind of sinking, and you're like, well, then, like, the ship's not in good shape anyways, and Quint, like... Uh, well, this Brody was after over. he burned out the engines on the yeah, boat. Yeah, he burned right? out the engine. He was trying to call the Coast Guard, bro. Oh, did he was, do he that? Takes the okay, baseball yeah. bat and, yeah, takes the baseball bat and smashes the radio. They were, tr- because... they were trying to tow him back to, to shore because they had him they had him hooked up. Bashing uh, the bashing the uh, radio, that's his own hubris. Getting, I mean, why, oh, yeah. oh yeah. why did There's you no do point that, Quinn? to do that. Yeah. It, this is his shark. He was defeated. He was it. like, I cannot be defeated. I must. Right, he's like, no, I'm going to do this. I think Quint, I mean, he, not that he had a death wish, but like, I think there's no, there's no better way he wanted to go out, you know? I think that's probably how he wanted to die, is like, taking on a fucking big ass shark. I'm assuming he doesn't wasn't a big shark dude before, like, you know, the whole incident with the Indianapolis. He's probably just got a raging that's grudge true. against sharks. Revenge, he wanted his revenge. All his buddies. Yeah, he's just on a, he's on a murder spree. He wants to kill these fucking sharks so i mean i don't i don't blame him if you look at him from that angle you know he's probably getting drunk from ptsd and all that shit that he went through so mm-hmm. yeah he's a little he's a little cuckoo he burned out the engines on purpose because you they showed like the dial in the red dude yeah it, he was he knew what he was doing and dreyfus was trying to or hooper was trying to stop him and you know he burned out the engines and then they're basically st- stuck with no radio in the middle of the ocean. Yep. So ugh, that's a, that's a pickle. And then like, 
so when when the shark starts like go doing like I don't know how to say it, but like outsmarting Quint or like Quint was just undermining how strong and scary the shark is. But Quint does say, "Hey, like, okay, Hooper, I think it's up to you now." Like he's he's give he's like at this point, I want to survive, and wh- how, what can your tech do? So right. he goes he in the cage. Everything. He admits everything that he tried up to that point didn't work. So he's like, yeah, Hooper, what's what's this fancy gear do? Yeah, but Hooper gets separated really quick. Like, I thought he was going to get eaten because in the I book, honestly didn't remember. He does. Oh, he does. He does get eaten. He OK, does get eaten. That's Ooh. interesting. Yeah, because I honestly didn't remember what happened at this part. Uh, Like when the cage starts falling apart and Jaws is ripping apart the cage and like he's basically hooper is practically in the shark's mouth at this point um and somehow he escapes through the top and yeah ends, he, ends he up goes hiding. to the yeah he's just i mean they're only like 30 feet 20 feet of deep water i think at this point it doesn't mm-hmm. seem like it's that pretty deep, shallow yeah yeah he and they were trying to get back and they did get to the more shallow area but not enough but uh yeah hooper stays down there the shark then starts to it seems to get irritated because it jumps out of the water and pulls down the ship i mean it's just he's like down, he's had enough down, of it. it he's it, like all right time to end this it's been well i think it's been testing the strength of the ship and the you know like the durability it's ramming it it's chasing and it's playing with it it's teasing it and then it starts to pull it down and i think it knows it can make it i mean move. it's a big ass shark but he's got to be pretty injured at this point he's got three harpoons in him he got shot, stabbed probably. in the face like with by hooper like 10 times he got yeah he got shot like i don't know He's got to be pretty pissed off at this point. Big shark don't it's, care. Yeah, it's like that guy that's scrapping and he's just like eyes all blood, you know, you can't bloody and he, you know, but they're still fighting because they're full of adrenaline. Maybe the shark is just, it. it's like, it's like, um, Quint. It just doesn't know when to stop. So it just keeps well, going. Well, he was, I mean, he was probably toying, the shark was probably toying with them the entire time because he, there was nothing stopping him from doing that before, you know, just mm-hmm. taking a chomp out of the boat. So it's true. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, this point, the uh, shark's tearing up the boat, and this is where Quint eats it. R.I.P. Yeah, the boat is like three quarters under, or like eh, maybe like a third underwater. It's starting to yeah tip out, and it's it's going down, taking it, on water. It looked like he was okay until um, one of Hooper's canisters, oxygen canisters, rolls over his fingers. He's like, yeah. Oh really? I guess yeah. I didn't notice that. Yeah. Oh shit. So that's what we're talking about how like the cancers keep coming back. They're like kind of used throughout the movie, and like here you go. So now he like yells in pain, which dude like there's a shark at the end of your feet. Like I don't care if you're cutting my fingers off. I'm not right. letting go. <laughs> and he let go, and he slid in. Poor guy. He tried, man. He he was like two feet or like you know, one side on one side, but the shark was just chomping. That's like a, a gruesome bloody death too. Like, I keep thinking they, they like get some close-up shots in there. I know this was before PG thirteen and everything. This movie is rated PG, which I, I'm still so shocked about because there is some violent scenes in this movie. There's no foul know? language though, like no no, no cursing, no f bombs, no nothing like that. I don't even I don't think they saw. A sh- I heard a shit in there, but uh, yeah, it's just literally just murder is the only thing in there, so. They never went back and re-rated it, I guess. Yeah, it's not overly 
it's not gratuitous or anything the gore you get some some blood splatters and squirts but and some you know severed limbs but that's it's not not too crazy gory. Yeah. <laughs> i would say the goriest scene is seeing christy's body in the very beginning with her fingers and the crabs it's all oh, yeah like that's pretty gross that's pretty gross the, i think the kid and quint are probably the two quint i would say because you get a close-up on his face and blood shooting out <laughs> blood of his shooting. mouth you know <laughs> yeah, yeah that's great yeah that's pretty bad yeah but it's like you they do a couple close-up shots of like the jaws jaws mouth just like closing in around him and you can see how many friggin' teeth are in that shark's head which is insane so yep, yep. so that's the end of him the boat was going down and then bro- what is bro what is brody doing he's like going into what he goes inside the boat because the shark goes to attack and eat him and that's yeah, where he puts I, the canister but what's he trying to do just go in there and just see if he I can think find he the gun maybe get the gun yeah maybe? he was just trying to he closed the door behind him so i don't know if he was just trying to like hide and you know stave it off as long as he could um but yeah he finds the canister and kicks it into the shark's mouth and the boat's going down and he's just he's climbing as high as he can he's got yeah he's got the rifle in hand and trying to stay out of the water but well like yeah. he puts the he puts the canister in the shark's mouth the shark swims away and then the shark comes like the shark's like chewing on it like a piece of bubble gum i don't know what the shark had that, that canister in his mouth for a lot longer than i remembered from when i first saw this movie ages ago mm-hmm. um i don't know it was so weird he's just swimming around chewing on it you figured it would just explode in his face if you got shark teeth biting on a compressed air canister or something and i think like that, t- the teeth break off a lot though too so they probably were just breaking off through that like metal yeah. you know maybe i don't know i mean it's what a is big one shark's thing mouth about, too it wasn't it's not like it was completely filling his mouth either though so so this is also a, a movie and it was foreshadowed that they were explosive um so this is one of the other big changes in the book so a lot of what happens on the boat is pretty accurate from what i remember and they're you know poking it they're shooting it like they're but the shark won't die and it's just so strong and one by one the other two guys get eaten so uh brody's all this left he's on the top of the boat the boat is sinking he's more in the water in the butt in the book he's like in there the shark is coming at him and then he's like shooting and he runs out of bullets and he closes his eyes getting ready to be eaten by the shark and then he opens it then nothing happens he opens his eyes and the shark dies it just dies it just eventually randomly eventually damage it took and everything yeah it finally caught up with it and it finally died huh where in well, the book, eh. the movie, the movie version is much cooler, <laughs> way yes, cooler. Much, right, way, that's way probably cooler. what got the director crazy. He's like, and then what? It's just gonna like, nah, it's kind of boring. We filmed it. Let's just blow it up. Listen, you, you know? gotta blow that fucking thing up. Listen, they, that was probably cathartic for the cast and crew after they had such issues with the mechanical issues right. with the shark. Like, let's blow this fucking thing up. Yeah, absolutely. That's that's a lame ending. You can't just have, like it's swimming right at you. Like you can't just have it just die just as keel swimming. over and die. No, no, no. Yeah. It's weak. And then he's got to swim to shore by himself. Mm. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I forget I how, how far what happens out they after were. That in the book, but I'm sure they probably say in the book how far out they were when when the shark actually dies. How far they had to swim back in the sea. But I'm like, you don't see that whole second half of the movie. You don't see land at all. It's just like flat ocean horizon everywhere. 
You, you see, see a little so strip a little bit of it on their you, way back. Right, yeah. when they're when they're gunning the engine and Quint overloads it. Yeah. You do see like you see it on the horizon. Yeah. The, the strip of land. And like Brandon yeah. said, the water is more shallow at that point, so they're closer. I mean, they're still pretty far out, but um yeah, that at that point they're they're in a little bit more shallow water. But the ocean yeah. is really calm in this movie, I thought. Like you yeah. don't there's not it, like I've gone and you know been in the ocean before, and like just those even the people playing, like yeah, it's way wavier, choppier. Like, yeah, you're getting beat. Maybe up. Maybe that's why that speech is awesome. <laughs> Maybe that's why. That's it's true. It's true. It's a nice water. little cove. I like that they set that up too. At the very beginning, after Chrissy gets eaten, they show the dude on the beach passed out drunk, and the water is just calm and just relaxing, even though mm-hmm. she just got like eaten alive. It's just. And it's just crazy how something so soft and calm and relaxing can be. And also, so I didn't I didn't mention this before, but that one, the dude in the beginning, like he seemed pretty. I mean, I know he did he didn't really know Chrissy that well, or she was kind of a stranger to him, but he didn't really seem that distraught over her death. <laughs> no, he was just like, yeah, she she drowned or whatever, something happened to her, and like because he just passed out, and I guess he didn't. Well, he obviously didn't realize that she got eaten by a shark. So he, I mean, he does the next day when they go to the beach, he's like, right. kid. And they're like, let's go. And they're like, walk around. And the kid's like, yeah. So the rest of his life is like, yeah, man. So there's one night I'm out drinking. Dude's playing harmonica and guitar by the fire. We go out. She goes skinny dipping. I'm so hammered, dude. I pass out. I wake up <laughs> and like, I thought she was gone, dude. They walked me over to the beach and I found her body. She's just dead. her fucking head and fingers. So with totally crabs now. eating her eyeballs off, bro. That's, that's why them. I do drugs every day. <laughs> so yeah, I'm an yeah, I'm from the Hamptons or something like that. <laughs> these guys are fucking wherever hell he was from. Yeah, I don't know. It was good. I don't know. It's a, I mean, it's a classic movie for a reason because, like, I think, like we've said before, like the the fear in this movie, you know, is something that everybody can relate to. Like, it's something that lives in the world. It's not like some made up alien bullshit or something like that like we could all go to the beach now and get eaten by sharks so even in even in uh like video games i'm scared to like go into open Same. water and video like, in specifically far cry 3 like when there there's like a oh, mission there I remember, are you have to like hunt sharks and like going in the, i mean anytime i'm in the water near the sharks it freaks me out three those things are those things are scary as hell too because they're like they sneak up on you quick mm-hmm. and like Far Cry's got those first-person cameras where things get right up in it's your tough face. To see. And then, yeah. Yeah. Sea of Thieves has the Megalodon chasing your ship and attacking you. And if you get in the water, it eats you. It's so scary. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. It's that base, like that base monkey instinct right in the back of our mm-hmm. brains. It oh, yeah. goes away. I want to say that after this movie, a bunch of like animals attacking people came out after that. I think there was like a grizzly movie about a grizzly bear Dude. picking off people. You can't deny the inspiration that this movie had on the film industry. There are so many like shark attack movies and like fucking like the piranha movie. Like that most of them these days are all like schlocky, like trash movies, but Yeah, I don't know why they have basically to be what that spawned them. That, but yeah. Yeah. I don't yeah. know why they can't because like like Jaws is good because it's about the town, it's about the characters, it's about the people, it's about the writing, it's about the 
good camera work and the awesome editing in the John Williams soundtrack. Like, why do all the shark movies after they have to be trash? I hate it. It's just rude. It's just stupid. I, I don't. I'm sorry. I liked um, Anaconda. Yeah, fine. Have you ever seen Anaconda? That's kind of uh, the same, similar, uh, similar thing. But I thought it was okay. Deep Blue, sure. Deep Blue was interesting. No, it was dumb. That had, that, oh yeah, it was so <laughs> dumb that it was good though. The shark CG is bad. In a like, lot of them are dumb. Uh, yeah, no, I, don't, I, don't, like, I don't think it's don't have like a smart shark. It was like genetically engineered. Shark Jurassic Park like meets that. Jaws. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I've seen. I feel like I've seen a lot of like big animal attacks people movies, and none of them are even close to. Orca's Jaws. not bad. Orca's not bad. Um, that's I've uh, never seen Orca before. That's with a killer whale, and in the beginning, the fishermen like kill like I don't know the baby of the killer whales or something like that. So the it starts hunting them down. Dude, one thing we didn't one. even haven't even mentioned yet. The fucking music. John Williams. Like, some of the most iconic music of all time. And, like, even though this theme is so iconic, I remember, or I read that apparently when John Williams first showed Steven Spielberg, like, the main theme, he, like, laughed at him and was like, okay, John, what's what's the real theme? Like, it was so simple and, you know, understated that Spielberg thought it was a joke, but eventually he realized that was, like, you know what made this movie like half of what made this movie so successful. why is it why is that song scary like do you think if you didn't it's know the anticipation. In the context, do you think it would sound scary it's, without it start yeah because it starts out slow it's and and it's so simple you know it's like it that anxiety like anxiety it's got that feeling like you can feel something catching up to you like it's getting it's getting quicker it's getting closer it's getting so it has that feeling that you're being like stalked and you're being chased to it which is weird but yep and this, i also didn't know this movie was only made for nine million dollars that's insane and it made 472 gonna, million dollars i was just gonna Did bring up really? this was really spielberg was like in 1975 that's this spielberg was like the first crazy. the first like summer blockbuster which i knew that i knew that that's where they coined it and all this stuff i knew i knew it was a big deal i just didn't know financially dude it's insane of, and like oh wow Nine million dollars. <laughs> they were over budget, apparently, too. So I don't know what their original budget was for this movie, but four hundred and seventy-two million dollars at the box office is insane. This was only his third movie, too. His other one had made like twelve million. What was it? Something Duel? like that. Uh, Sugarland Express and Duel were the other one two before. Yeah. Duel's that cool. had a bu- budget of like five hundred k and three million. So like this was his. This was his next step up, but like. If you Absolutely like Jaws, you might like Duel. Duel is just yeah. about a guy just driving on a highway and a pickup, I'm sorry, a, a semi keeps chasing him and trying to ram him off the road. Didn't they remake this movie oh. at some point? Oh. Oh. Sounds familiar. Oh, but, I was going to... Oh, go ahead. No, I was going to say what a tear Spielberg went on after after Jaws. Like, I mean... Oh, yeah, what was, what 80s, was his next Yeah, what was his 80s next movie? 80s and 90s, he just completely destroyed it so next in was close encounters of the third kind 1941 then starts raiders of the lost ark et indiana jones temple of doom color purple empire sun get into uh indiana jones and crusade hook jurassic park shinder's list jurassic park saving private ryan ai and like into the 2000s and like 
one after another. I mean, nowadays, I mean, he's not quite as. Is he even doing movies? No, he's he's lost. He's got one. Twenty twenty two is Fable Man's under it. Upcoming uh, autobiograph autobiographical coming of age drama. Hmm. So doesn't sound. Probably one of the greatest, if not the greatest, director of all time, though. I mean, he did really deliver some genuinely great movies that still hold up. Jurassic Park still holds up. Goonies still holds up. Indiana Jones. And his relationship with um, um, George Lucas. Oh, yeah. And Coppola. Like, just those three guys. Just huge names in in Hollywood and cinema and influencing just the whole industry. Um. And it's great, and it's cool, and it's cool that it, it, the Jaws horror movie is what kind of made him be this big deal. It was a horror movie, you know. In a sense, I put it under horror. It is a monster flick. Sure, I have a monster movie. Yeah, I guess. Even though the music is really pretty, sometimes, like like when they go out there, like when they set out there in the boat and they leave the dock, the music is really chipper. Like yeah. tr- like a- a- in a second. John Williams can make the music go from like scary and and, and all that stuff to everything's great. We're going <laughs> yeah. we're going sailing. Get the <laughs> you know? flutes out. Yeah. Once you get the hmm. get the flutes out, you make everything happy. So have you guys seen any of the sequels? Yeah, unfortunately. They're all bad. All bad? Not are they are they not remember. none of them are worth watching? I would watch um the third one because it's wild. And it's, two? it's well, two is ridiculous. They get the same a lot of the same cast, but the third one has nothing to do with anything. It's just a shark attacking well, a, a like a water park, like a Sea World kind of thing. So what? Weird. Well, Spielberg wasn't and it was in three D because it was just three. Oh right! Oh, that makes it extra lame. The fourth one is the one that you should never watch because it's it's just the wife and it's somehow it's got Michael Caine in it, and he flies an airplane. Oh, really? And they live in like yeah, like I don't know the Keys or something like that. But it's um the shark is going after her. It's called Shark Jaws: The Revenge, <laughs> and it's going after her. And somehow it's just weird. But now that what's sounds- interesting. What's interesting is that, like, that means there's like some kind of magic, some kind of curse, right? That this family's being haunted by these sharks. And I want to say in the book that it is alluded to that there is some kind of voodoo magic involved in some way, and that's where the shark came from. It's like, what? Yeah, it's weird. I, I, it's been a while, but look up the book. Um, maybe go on YouTube and watch one of those, like, the differences. Kind of those are always cool to see the differences between the book and the movie, but. Yes, but never watch the fourth one. The- this is yeah. This is like the second, f- or well, the f- I guess technically the first franchise of that Steven Spielberg started, and then uh, everything else after just, it was just poop. Hand it off. Jurassic and let Park. Everybody else just destroy it. Yep. I guess. Yeah, because Spielberg didn't have any Indiana Jones is good with any of the sequels. Yeah, true. Well, Back to the Future, Crystal, Crystal Skull. Yeesh. But going back well, that's his. That's his. That's his later stuff. His later stuff is not as good. I don't think. I don't know if it's like if it's the the CG that's ruining it or what. But if they knows? made Jaws today, let's just say they rebooted it, which I hope they don't. But if they do, which I'm surprised Chris they Pratt haven't, plays the shark. <laughs> Who? Brody Chris is Pratt. the rock. Chris Pratt. Yeah, 
Yeah, yeah. I was gonna and say Jared Van Leto is Hooper should be should be the shark. Um, no, but if they brought it back, they would do CG, and they would probably show too much of the shark, right? Yeah, it doesn't yeah. have to be. It doesn't have to be remade. Like, just leave it. It's the same with Jurassic Park. We said it. Like, I hope they never remake that movie. It's perfect the way it is, and nothing you could do could improve upon it. You know, I feel the same way about this movie too. Like, I don't think it needs it. Do, it already got its it. shitty sequels. I don't think it needs a shitty reboot. Yeah, or just come up with your own original idea and stop remaking old ideas. You know, that's what Hollywood needs: is more original IPs out there. I know. So. I know, dude. I hear that, man. Because some of my favorite movies are like the first of the franchise because it was the original idea. Or these little indie flicks, you know, like Ex Ex Machina. or, or, I'm sorry. Yeah, Ex Machina and Whiplash. The Lighthouse. Lighthouse. Lighthouse, yeah. Original ideas. And they're great. Yeah, now they take the easy way out. You milk the nostalgia and you just pump out stuff that people just have nostalgic feelings for hey so. we've talked about it. we have a we have an episode on sequels and why do they suck that's yep that's true it's one of our we early ones about it all right well before we take off and we swim away uh does anybody have any closing statements for um jaws is jaws is the shark's name jaws it's bruce is it really on is it set, really on set they called it bruce Okay. Yeah. So Bruce is the name of the shark. Um, no, I got nothing really else to say. I love, I love the last line though that uh, Brody says. Well, one of the last lines: "Smile, you son of a bitch." I think that's it feels like I'm saying that with him when it happens. So he doesn't actually say the bitch part. He just no, says, I "Smile, know. you son of a," and then he shoots. Well, yeah. And it's it like Die Hard when he says, "Like yippee ki yay, motherfucker." It explodes, but is this it is cool. Yeah. It, it is, is cool. It is yes. badass. It's nice, very cathartic. But yep. No, I don't got anything to say. I'm I'm all sharked out. All right, cool. Well, uh, that'll put an end on rap act two, not rap two. Uh, <laughs> we do have a game coming up next uh, in honor of Shark Week. Uh, we're gonna do a little bit of shark trivia and see how much you guys actually learned from this. We'll Ooh. see. Right after these messages. These messages. <laughs> The Nomad of Fantasies. <laughs> yes, that is the name of the our end. podcast. Yes. No, S-E-A-S, <laughs> Eric. 
Um, <laughs> yeah, we're here to do a little bit of a shark quiz to see how much you guys actually know. I uh, I was looking at a couple different ones. We we're going to try Jeopardy, but there are a lot of very specific shark quizzes out there. Like, oh, okay. How many species of sharks are there? Like, crazy questions. So I decided to make it a little easier for you guys. Uh, okay. I found the Great Shark Quiz by Zoo.com. Perfect. And, uh, yeah, we're going we're gonna to alternate back and forth. You guys can answer questions, and I'll say the first two, five, I guess. Hopefully, you guys. Oh, are how many questions to, are there in this great show? We need quiz. to cut it off at. If we need to cut it off at three. We can, but. All right, let's do uh, this. It looks like there was a fair amount. Um. All right, I got a number written down here. Uh, Eric, you guess first. Uh, f- five. Brandon, he went with the middle on you. Four. Answer was three. You dirty dog. All right. You should see my screen, and I am going to scroll down to your first question, (laughs) which is, how many bones do sharks have? None, 478, 145, or between 200 and 350. Jeez. And I'll even give you this, guys. There is a hint button. No hints. You get minus one point for a hint. That's what I was going to say. I'll, I'll take away a point if you want a hint, but actually then you have to get it right to get your point back. So yeah. That's kind of worthless. So, all right. No hints. <laughs> no hints. No hints. Hint free. I thought you were going to be like how many, two how points many bones? For... Uh, how many bones? Yeah, many, I know. Like, how many the... bones does a shark have? Well, do sharks have? Is a tooth a bone? I wouldn't think so. Do you consider mm. your teeth bones? Aren't they the same thing? They just, they fall out? No. Like, are they like push out no, and all that stuff? I don't. The sharks no, I don't think they're considered that's bones. Not, that's not how bones work. I know they're mostly cartilage. Um, but I will say sharks have between uh, the last one, 145 bones. 145, final answer. Sure, yes. Wrong. Sharks do not have any bones, I, Brandon. God damn sharks it. skeletons right. are made of cartilage. That's why they're so swimmy. Oh, all right. I well, you are on the right track with cartilage. Yeah. Close. Close. I thought that's right. like that's why they find only like the mouth, and that's why because that's the bone part. But I'm an idiot. Okay. Well, the more you know. Jaws. Uh, Eric, how, when do sharks learn how to attack? <laughs> when they're when they're one month old. When they're one year old. When they're still embryos, which would be interesting, and huh. after they hatch. So, I don't know. I That's interesting that it's when do sharks learn to attack, because I would think that it's just an instinct. Not, I'm assuming they're not learning how to attack humans here either. They're learning to attack anyone. Well, yeah, that's what I meant. But I'm like, is, is there mommy shark showing them like, okay, honey, this is how you thrash around and bite onto a seal, you know? Or yeah, is it just... Sure. I, I always thought it was just instinct, you know? Um, hmm. Actually, now that I'm thinking about it, sharks, baby sharks, spend most of their time do, attached do, 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 to do, their do. moms. So I'm not getting... Oh, hmm. Sharks aren't mammals. I'm, they don't, yeah, they don't suckle. They just they like ride. <laughs> a, haven't you ever seen the little baby sharks attached to the bigger sharks? Like swimming around? Know. I'm going to say... But they were just uh, drafting. 
I'm gonna say I'm gonna say when they're one year old because I know sharks live for a long time and I, one... that's that's my logic. Uh, final answer. Yes. God Wrong. damn it! When they're still embryos, how does I thought that was a joke answer? Believe it or not, sharks start attacking before they even leave their eggs. Wow. Okay. Most common occurrence found in sand sharks. I you know wow. Well. All right. Well, so they're learning quick. I mean, this may be this may be a three answer first to three quiz i think here this is tough because uh yeah if we go to five we might be here all night all right brandon do you know the range of vision that a hammerhead shark has no how many degrees <laughs> can it see because it's got the it's got its fucking hammerhead right it can see mm. 180 degrees mm. 120 degrees yep think break out the old compass and the protractor from your school days 270 Seems, okay. which would be or 360. Let's go. Hey, let's around. have fun with this. Let's I say. Let's say. Let's say the hammerhead is so badass that it can see 360 degrees. You can see all the way around itself. Ah, uh, well, hold on. Let me see. I'm trying to think. There is probably like a. Dead spot in front, but that sounds stupid, Mother Nature. Yeah. 100, 180 is a straight line, so that's this way. But they've got their little head dongle that, that has their eyeballs <laughs> on dongle. it. So. Yeah, I'm going to say that, ah, man, maybe, I don't know. God damn it. 360 degrees. I'm not judging. Yeah. Correct yeah. answer. Wow, yes. nice. Good With job. With their eyes set perfectly on the sides, Hammerhead's vision from each eye actually overlaps. Wow, that's crazy. Could you imagine? What's that look like? Imagine walking with around with your eyes crossed, trying to figure out which eye you should focus on. Weird. That lets them see in all directions. I thought, yeah, I thought 360 was going to be a bit much, but congratulations, I, Brandon. You are on the board. Nice. All right, Eric. A whale shark is the longest fish in the world. Mm. How long can it get? 30, 40, 120 or 175 feet. God damn it. Longest <laughs> fish in the world. Okay. Hmm. I mean, those things are pretty pretty freaking big. Uh, Longest well, fish. I don't know if they're quite... Mammal fish. Yes. Well, mammal fish. <laughs> no, so... I don't think they're quite 120 feet. I don't. I don't know if they're over 100 feet. Uh, but uh, I'm gonna say, oh shit. I'm gonna say 40 feet. That's that's my gut answer. That's what I would have gone with. 40 feet is the correct answer. Yes. Whale shark is known to as the largest fish. Whales are mammals, as I hinted at. They may be able to swallow a man whole, but they're actually filter feeders who rely on plankton. I did. That's way I less. Know all that's way less that. scary. Yes, the whale sharks are gentle. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, that's so nice. All right, we are um, tied up. At I like how Quint called great whites one. porkers. Less scary. Yeah. That is, yeah, it's less intimidating. Uh, over to you, Brandon. For the most species of sharks, are the males or females larger? 
for most species of sharks. Was Jaws females? Was Bruce? I guess Bruce. I just answered my own question. Uh, Brandon's going with females. That is correct. Scientists assume that the size of the female is significantly larger because mm. she's the one who has to carry around the shark babies. That's Eric. usually the case. That's Disgust. what I would have guessed. Yeah. However, it could be because females are highly respected in shark society. Oh. I, like th- I like to think of them with monocles on swimming around <laughs> in the ocean. Well, I was looking up the oh. largest shark on record, and I noticed that the, the, the ones that were on record are all women. Are women are all female, <laughs> <laughs> ladies, lady sharks. Uh, Eric, over to you. In what unlikely place might you find a bull shark swimming around? Tropical rivers, the Antarctic, the Baltic, or the Dead Sea? Huh. What unlikely place? Oh, yeah. You wouldn't think you'd find a bull shark swimming here, or any of these places, but. Which one do they actually swim the around Antarctic in? The Antarctic Ocean, Baltic Sea, Dead Sea. Hmm. You got tropics. You got some some seas, some salty seas. Hmm. I don't know. Unlikely makes me think uh, either. I mean, I'm t- I'm torn between tropical rivers and Antarctic. Because one of them is like, you know, I don't know, you don't expect to see a shark in a river, but you also don't expect to see a shark in, like, really cold water. I'm going to go with tropical rivers. That's that's my that's my guess. Uh, that is correct. Yeah. Don't go think you're safe swimming in fresh water. Uh, the bull shark can swim in both fresh and salt water. Yeah, I've learned that. this. Nice. Because, of, because they have a wicked-ass liver, apparently, or something like that. I don't know what it oh. is. Yeah, they that might be how they fall. they attack, man. That they, they gotta care, be careful of uh, bull yeah, sharks. Aggressive. Yikes! Not in Lake Erie, that's for sure. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's a movie uh, waiting Brandon. to be written. The Great White gets into, or a bull shark, or something like that gets into the Great White. Or, I'm sorry, Great Lakes. The Great Lakes. That'd be interesting. Just gotta get watch out for the falls. Uh, Brandon, can you name the shark that has a two year gestation period? A spiny dogfish, a great white, a whale shark, or a taiga shark? Because we just talked about Jaws, I'm going to go with the great white. Two-year gestation period. That is wrong. Ooh. The spiny dogfish. Yeah, never fucking heard Pulls of it. The, never heard of a spiny the dogfish. Well, that's probably it. Yeah. That's probably why. Uh, yeah, that's at least uh, holds its babies for two years. Oh, great. Well, not looking good time. for me. All right. Well, we're tied up 2-2. Uh, next answer will technically win. I may, we'll give the, we'll give the loser a, uh, a catch up question to see if they, uh, see if they can save themselves. Yeah. You gotta have one last chance. Oh, please. Eric, to you. Uh, how much force can the jaws of a great white shark produce? Ooh, this is very topical today. Uh, 2000 PSI, 4000, 1500, or 100 PSI pounds per square inch for those. Unfortunately, they did not give this, give out this factoid in Jaws. Um, it's definitely way more than 100, but how much more is the question? Hmm. 
Enough to bite a boat apart. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Two thousand seems sounds sounds right to me. Actually, mm, an even, mm, even two thousand. Mm? Let's see, you know what? Let's go. They're the most powerful. One of them. They're an apex predator. Let's go four thousand. Right. Four thousand. Let's go to okay. the highest. Boom! That is correct. The jaws of a great white shark are actually stronger than most large cats. By comparison, a human's jaw is around 200 PSI. I feel like Quint. (laughs) Drain my dead body into the ocean. All right, Brandon. Here's your your only chance. And this is actually a good one to catch up here. This is your lifeline. On average... How many sharks happen? How many shark attacks happen in the United States each year? 147, 85, 52, 19. I hope it's 19. You hope it's 19? Yeah, because that's what I'm picking, and I hope that's the number. Oh, that's oh, correct. Oh, nice. He stays alive. Okay. Yeah, that's that's not as many as you'd think, but. And I'm assuming these aren't people getting murdered and dragged around under the ocean stuff like that it could just be a little nibble so all right back to you eric all right so what happens do we go oh here we go do we go until one of us misses Go until one of us misses okay oh boy in the united states how many shark attacks end up deadly as we were just saying out of those 19 one every two years one every year two every year or 10 every year Ten every Hungry year seems sharks. Ten every year seems like way too much. Two every year seems like way too much. Even one every year seems like way too much. I mean, we know that there's nineteen a year, so I don't know. But I, well, attack, like I said, it could be it could one be attack could be bad though. <laughs> yeah, I just feel like you don't hear about shark attacks that often, like turning deadly. But that's because mm-hmm. there's a mayor that doesn't want it to get out. <laughs> They're covering it up. It up yeah. Um, my, I don't, I don't think it's very many. I want to say one every two years. Is that my final answer? Yeah. Hovering. Yeah. That's my final answer. (laughs) Yes. Wow. Oh boy. All right. The small amount of shark attacks that do happen. Very few of them end up deadly. Uh, because for the most part, sharks accidentally bite humans, thinking that they're a different animal. So, therefore, one bite is all you get. Yeah, sharks don't like the taste of humans. By the way, usually no. they no, usually they bite and then they're like, "Oh, this tastes bad," and then they release and then swim away. I don't even think it's a tasting. I don't think their tongue was like, "Hmm." No, I think it's. I think it's just wow. There's no meat. I thought it was a fat seal. That's true. And it's a bony, skinny little whatever that was. That's disgusting. And it's just, let's go. It's too much work for it to, yeah. to eat. It's all bone. Yeah. 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 Clean its teeth out. All right, Brandon, you got to get this right or you are the biggest loser. Oh, God. Shark attacks. Sharks attack more men than women. What percentage of shark attacks are on male swimmers, surfers, and fishers? So is it 52, 65, 71, or 93%? I don't know why sharks have this sexist 
It's because most Toned of the them. sharks are, or the big ones are females. So they all, they hate, they hate the men. They attack the men? Yep. <laughs> They're man-eaters. That's why they call them man-eaters. <laughs> Not woman-eaters. <laughs> They're people-eaters, Eric. <laughs> I think, I think because the key word is surfers. And I feel like there's a, I feel like there's just so many dudes that surf. Well, it oh, says male swimmers, surfers, and fishers. So, and they're all they're all on the positive side. So it's just really, how many more fishers? dudes do sharks eat? It's a crapshoot, but I'm gonna go seventy-one percent. I mean, ninety-three is what caught my eye, but I'm gonna go seventy-one. No, oh, oh, I know it's always like the high one or low one that like catches my eye, but An astounding statistic. It goes back through every shark attack on record since. 1580. Does that wow. mean that more men are in the water than women? That's what it just, that's what it says. Women well, don't want to says... get their hair wet. Men... Uh, <laughs> they're having their period, so they definitely don't want to get in the water with sharks. Oh, God. There are, there are more, more males than females in the waters where sharks dwell. There you go. Dudes be fishing. Dudes be surfing, yo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, all right, Eric, congratulations. You are Sweet. the big. I'm the shark master. You are the shark. You get to go to sea camp. It's like yes. I get to go swim with the sharks. Well, hey, I mean, it looks like people can actually go to zoo.com and do the rest of this quiz. There's like tons. There is a great shark quiz. So, yeah, that was uh, very interesting. Well, let me. All right, so this didn't come up in the in the trivia, but I wanted to bring this up. Um, The biggest shark that they have, I guess, ever discovered, is still alive. Her name is. Big Blue, I believe. And that sounds sweet. And she's s they they think she's about like twenty feet, something like that, twenty twenty two feet. And that's as big as they think. But they think they could get bigger. They think they have. They just don't have them on record. Is it but. what is, is it a great white? What, what's the it's a great white. Yeah, I'm sorry. Okay. Well, it's a great white. It's a great white shark. Uh, female, much bigger. I think the males only get to be about eight, up to fifteen, where females can be up to eighteen to twenty. Um, but they, they estimate they could get up to 25 or more. It's just really hard to find great whites because they are an endangered species and they're just really hard to, to study. But um, Oh, Deep Blue is her name. I just looked her up. Oh, thank you. Deep Blue. And she, okay. she so what's interesting is like for a while, they thought sharks only lived to be about 30 years old. But they think that Deep Blue is about 50 years old. And recently, I mean, real recently, they... they They've kind of changed a lot of this, but they think they can live to be to seventy to a hundred years old. She's almost hmm. as big as uh, uh, Bruce. There, she's twenty feet long and two two point five tons. Yep, and it's crazy because they don't they they know she's still alive. They know where she kind of hangs out, but they haven't really have caught her on camera too much. But uh, you can see footage on YouTube with it's uh, it's just crazy. This ginormous great white shark swimming. And these people are just That's like crazy hanging out around it. But, uh, yeah, the person could definitely fit in that shark's belly pretty easily. Yeah, it's crazy. It's so tiny compared to the shark. Crazy. But yeah, so I don't know how you find that? But no, that's interesting. Yep. And there's nice. one story about a shark I saw. They were studying a shark. They put a thing on it, the track to see where it went. And then they noticed out of nowhere, uh, it instantly got like taken and dragged down 
to the deep sea and they have no idea what did it and it's like this weird giant squid they yeah they think like oh megalodon ate it or like something but like they think that something big ate this one shark and it's on record they still to this day don't know what specifically happened but there's a lot of theories that something bigger ate it because they think there's some big creatures on the bottom but i don't know about that but still listen we've only we've only explored like a minuscule percentage of the ocean like, we don't know what the fuck is. We down know there. more about the moon than we do about the well, ocean. But that well, we have scanned the entire ocean floor. We have, but it's the not ocean the floor, data. But we don't know what lives down there. Right, right, yeah. And yeah, the deepest, in the deepest depths of the ocean. Well, so this is why you need to watch Megalodon because the concept of how the Megalodon is still alive is actually pretty rad. So there's, you gotta figure there. Put a pin in that for next year. There's always a bigger fish. Oh, yeah. As somebody once mm. said. <laughs> nice. All right. Well, Eric, why don't you uh, hit us up with the socials real quick and let's get out of here. Sure. Uh, if you want to follow us on social media, you can follow us at Nomads of Fantasy on Twitter and Instagram. You can visit the Nomads of for all your nomad needs. You can email us Nomads of Fantasy at gmail.com. Any questions, comments, all that good stuff, we'll read them on yeah. the show. If you got. If you got a topic you want us to talk about, we'll take. Yeah, give us suggestions. Anything that you want us to talk about, anything you want to hear, whatever. Uh, Nominate us for podcast awards. Tell a friend about us. You know, do all that good stuff. So, please, please uh, get involved. Get involved with your nomad community. Yep. Uh, Until we talk next, um, I think we were going to uh, wrap it up for tonight. So, uh, everybody, say good night. Safe travels, nomads. $3,000 bounty on the shark and cash or check? <laughs> I don't think that's funny at all. I'm sorry. All right, all right. That's private business between you, fisherman, and Mrs. Kentner. Martin, would you please? Chief Brody.
I just, uh, I just want to tell you what we're planning so far. What about the beaches, Chief? We're going to put on the summer, the extra summer deputies as soon as possible. And then we're going to try and use uh, shark spotters on the beach. Are you going to close the beaches? Yes, we are. We're also planning to bring in some experts from the Oceanographic Institute on the mainland. Only 24 hours. I didn't agree to that. Only 24 hours. 24 hours is like three weeks. Y'all know me. Know how I earn a living. I'll catch this bird for you, but it ain't gonna be easy. It's bad fish. Not like going down the pond chasing bluegills or tommy cots. This shark swallow you whole. Shaking, tenderizing. Down you go. Now we gotta do it quick. I don't bring back the tourists. I don't put all your businesses on a paying basis. But it's not going to be pleasant. I value my neck a lot more than 3,000 bucks, Chief. I'll find him for three, but I'll catch him and kill him for 10. You've got to make up your minds. You want to stay alive and ante up? You want to play it cheap? Be on welfare the whole winter. I don't want no volunteers. I don't want no mates. There's too many captains on this island. $10,000 for me by myself. For that, you get the head, the tail, the whole damn thing. Thank you very much, Mr. Quint. We'll, uh, we'll take it under advisement. Mr. Mayor, Chief, ladies and gentlemen,